Hey there, welcome to the Joyful Rebels podcast. We've got Claire and Donna here, and this week we are tackling the topic of how we think about approval-seeking behavior. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy, buckle up. Uh, also this week, I'm going to try to pepper in references to podcasts and other resources we have that are already available so that if we go into a topic and we say, oh yeah, we've already discussed this. If you want more info, check this out. So pay attention for those and uh, we hope that they're helpful and that you can utilize the stuff that we've already talked about. Yeah. So I've got some questions for you if you are listening. Do you do what's expected of you and not necessarily what you want? Do you have a hard time deciding things on your own? Are you unhappy or sad when someone disagrees with you? These can be examples of if we are seeking approval, if we're doing behavior that where we're seeking approval. So it's okay to want approval from someone else. Mm -hmm. uh, that can happen now and then. That's okay. If it's happening every step of the way, all the time, chronically, then maybe it's time that we reflect back and decide to utilize our energy elsewhere or what can we do about it. And if we're seeking approval, usually there's something in us where we're believing that maybe something isn't good enough. And we're asking others to accept us, either who we are or what we're doing. And a reason this is happening is because we aren't giving ourselves that acceptance. And so a lot of our tips that you're going to hear, if you come to expect at the end of our episodes, we talk about tips and ways that we can deal with these issues, um, are looking at how can we bolster our acceptance and approval of ourselves. One of the reasons why we do this approval-seeking behavior can be having a lower self-esteem. And self-esteem is that subjective sense of your worth. Uh, this is related to our self-respect, and we did address this in a podcast episode, season two, episode five, how we think about self-respect. So again, we're using this type of behavior. We want that approval of others because we're thinking that it's going to bolster our value, build up our own value. We're looking for this validation from others mm -hmm. externally. And right there, you're going to kind of be like, mm, like red flag, because when we talked about with really any topic, but with happiness, which we talked about the last two weeks, that's something that you got to seek inside of you. And you're going to run into issues when you're trying to base your happiness on others. And the same goes with approval. If you're only looking for approval from those around you, you're going to run into some emotional challenges. Mm -hmm. And some of these can stem from things like trauma or things that have happened to you in your childhood. And if you really want to unpack the reasons why you're experiencing this type of behavior, that might be when you call in a mental health professional or a therapist to start to unpack that some stuff. Yeah, that's uh, you make some great points there, Claire, and I, I it inspires me to um, bring forth a definition of like coaching. So you know, if you're seeking a medical or um, mental health professional to uh, really dig into some specific behaviors, that's awesome, and we mm -hmm. always encourage that. But it also highlights why we're here. And just so we're super clear, like there's this, this pre-work that happens before you dig in. And that's the space that we're interested in. We get a chance to shine the light on a bunch of different topics 
And at some point, if you can see yourself in there a little bit and you get a chance to reflect on it and it resonates like the next day, like for me, I start thinking about it when I'm in the shower, like I'm mm. not thinking about other things. So it, it's still rattling around in my brain. It just, it pushes that forward. And that's what we do. And, and that's a coaching perspective. You get a perspective that that um, brings a topic in up in priority in your mind's eye, and then you get to decide. So again, that's a partnership. We'll bring the information to you. You decide whether you're going to pick it up and run further with it, or at least sit in it and get an awareness of it and how it you know, fits in your life right now, or celebrate that this is something that you've been able to uh, successfully meet head on. You can understand where it is. And I don't want to miss those opportunities either. So we get a chance to, on the entire spectrum of just finding out where we are on these things, because then ultimately we get a chance to know ourselves a little bit better. So I love that we're in this space to shine the light. And as we're shining the light, there are uh, a lot of different ways that things can show up in our lives. And I just appreciate how individual it is and that, you know, you guys listening can take that and decide if there's any further action. That, does that clarify like the coaching thing, Claire? Because I think that that's a, um, we're getting entrenched in that space more. And I love it when people are seeing the difference and that it all is part, it can be beneficial to pick and choose what they need and take it from there. Absolutely. And like we highlighted in every episode, we're giving, you know, tips and tricks and ways to deal or, you know, meet some of these issues. Uh, but that doesn't mean everyone is going to work for every person, right? But that's that's the cool thing right. about it is that like you just mentioned, mom, getting to know yourself. So you're going to try something and, oh, this worked great. In alignment, I'm going to keep doing this with consistency or mm, didn't really land with me. That's information. That's a data point. Remember we said mm-hmm. when these things don't land, that's not a failure. That's still a win because you're getting this information. You're personalizing right? These episodes and these tips to fit you because only you are going to know what works best for you. Mm -hmm. And the way you're going to do it then is this trial and error. You're gaining information. And that's, I think also that scientist mind of both of us, both of us thinking there, but it really comes down to, again, knowing yourself and then gaining some awareness on these issues. And then you get to decide how dig how deep you're going to dig into it. And I think when we're talking about awareness, that can bring us into our our first topic then of how we can address this approval seeking behavior, right? If we're, if we're noticing that we are exhibiting that, what can we do? Yeah, that's a, it's a great jump off point because again, there's a continuum of things. If you do it a little bit or you do it a lot, like that's how I listen to this information and see where it fits. And if you can come up with a personal example, look for that as you're hearing it. And so I love the doorway that we come in Usually it's the first one. It makes sense. It's like the main doorway to uh, most understanding and that's cultivating awareness. And that is a a surefire way of of getting more information on how to overcome like need for approval and and just that yearning. So cultivating awareness, it's, it's being able to develop this specifically in this area on things and our activities that we feel like we do need approval for. So part of the operational part of it is, can you, can we look at it and decide where or discern where, where is it that we crave approval? Like that's a big deal. Maybe for some of us, it's not overall. It's really specifically in a certain, a certain couple of areas. Well, great. Then you narrowed it down. So it's not like 
this doesn't apply to me, but it only applies to me like right here. And for some of us, it might be when we're making really big decisions, big life ones, you know, you're planning to purchase something big or change a career or have a child or whatever it could be. Those are the times when that can show up where you're like, I want to get more information. I want to find, I want to find out outside of me another opinion on if this is good when most often that circles back because literally who's going to make decisions like that, big decisions in your life? Who knows best? I'm going to guess that that's us, but it's, it, it is common. It, it, it is something that, you know, we do as people, but notice if that shows up in your life, whether you're, um, if you're craving it, approval, does it happen in certain situations and are they big decisions in life? Or another one that is, is emerging and growing is if we're asking or seeking approval when it has to do with our appearance, you know, how we're showing up in the world, whether it's how um, we're being perceived by others, whether it's just specifically how we look or how we interact. Like those are things that are super subjective. Subjective. We have control over all of that. And some of it, let's face it, you're going to take a risk on how you look and how you show up in life. And, and I remember when I first started getting tattoos and having it be where it was really interesting of I got a lot of opinions on, on people that wanted to share how that was. And I, it would be easy for me to take that to heart. But at some point I was like, I'm going to do me. And that was before we had language like that. That was going to do me. It was like, you know what? This is what I choose to do. And, but I was confronted with it. So I'm not immune from wanting other opinions about things, but you know, the big stuff, it was like, it was for me. And then notice if things like this show up, whether you're in school or at work, you know, if you're in these settings that aren't just personal, you're in more of a professional setting, the rules of engagement are a little bit different, but is it performance-based? Is it something where you can get a, uh, a, a grade, a, a performance review? I mean, that's some of it, but it also happens in, in small and quiet conversations. It happens with people that are in positional power. You know, we want approval from them or it could be coworkers. Just notice, does it show up in any one of those places? So noticing where it comes from, otherwise known as a root, root cause, is one way to get a handle on approval seeking so you can figure out where the underlying like energy is coming from. So is that about cover it? We're just seeing where it looks like and, and just try to dig. You're digging deeper. That's the bottom line. Where does it show up? What situations with what people and what kind of uh, magnitude of the decisions um, tend to make us want to get approval from others? That's number one. Get your awareness. And how fitting is it that awareness is number one? Because we've said it before and I'm sure we'll say it again, but if you want to make any change in your life, you have to be aware of what you're doing right now. And so noticing where this type of behavior shows up, again, whether it feels like it's at every step of the way or if it's in certain situations or with certain people, that is the first step to potentially doing something about it. If you're interested in hearing more about how we feel about awareness, um, I like to say, have you turned your awareness light on? Because again, mm -hmm. once you notice these things, there's no going back. Like then you notice, then you notice it showing up. And this, this happens with, you know, almost all the topics that we talk about, maybe all of them is that now that we've shined a light on it, whoa, I'm noticing it. So anyways, more interested in that, we've got a blog about putting your awareness light on, on the joyfulrebels.com. Um, and also when you are doing this type of assessments of what's going on, it, it reminds me, mom, of the episode that we did of time for a self check-in.
because mm. you are kind of doing this check-in in the mm-hmm. different situations and with the different relationships you have. And so if you're interested in more on that, that was season one, episode eight of Time for a Self-Check-In. Thank you. So number one was cultivating awareness. When does this happen? When am I seeking this approval behavior? The second thing that we can do once we notice it and we want to start combating it, and I said this earlier, is that we're seeking approval from other people on these decisions that we make or behaviors or how we're addressing whatever, when really that approval should be coming from within ourselves. So some of these behaviors to combat that approval-seeking behavior is to build up our own trusting of ourselves, confidence in ourselves. And one way to do that is to celebrate your successes. And I'm pretty sure that this has been a tip in other episodes as well, because it is important. So I have a question for you if you're listening. Have you started, do you have a way of writing down your wins, of celebrating your wins? And we've said this before, a wins journal. I cannot say enough how important this is and how many different ways. It can help you to boost your confidence because you're looking at your wins. It can help you with your gratitude because, hey, here's a list of things I can be thankful for right here. And it can help you to be able to booster and bolster your own sense of self-worth. Look at all these good things that I've done. And I'm telling you right now, I actually went, if you're watching the video of this at some point, I went and got three different dollar <laughs> journals at the dollar store. And they're actually the bullet, uh, uh, the dot journals, uh, which I'm you know, really digging those. Um, but you just get one and you just start writing down the good stuff in there. Because again, we have this negativity bias where we look mm-hmm. for the things that are wrong. We focus longer on the things that are wrong and that used to serve us a long, long time ago and now maybe not so much. So this is our way to counteract that. Let's look at the things that we're doing that are great, no matter how big or small. Like, honestly, there is no gauge. It is a spectrum. And all these things can help to build up our happiness. Hey, there's another reason to do a wins journal if you want to boost your happiness. But if you haven't already, start to write it down. And even if you're not actually writing it down in a journal, maybe you've got a list on the notes on your phone. Maybe, mom, I know you've got that folder on your desktop where you add in stuff, documentation that you've had of wins you've had, positive reviews, things like that. So just start to put those things in one place. So that when you're noticing your awareness is that, oh, I really am concerned about what someone else thinks about X, Y, and Z. Oh, no, I need to trust myself because I am awesome. And here are all these reasons why I'm awesome. And also by doing this, we're going to really start to boost our self-compassion, right? Feeling um, some compassion, some grace towards ourselves. And so we've got the wins journal. The other thing I'll say is another way to bolster this is doing something like a loving kindness meditation. Really listening, sitting in some stillness and extending some love to yourself, some kindness to yourself. And we do have free meditations both through the podcast and a bonus episode and on our YouTube channel. So if that's something, if you've got five minutes and you just want to be able to sit there and listen and start to feel some love for for yourself, to bolster those positive emotions towards yourself, again, then you can start to trust your own. You're giving yourself approval for things that you're doing in your life instead of seeking it externally. Hmm. What do we think about that? Well, I think it sends us right into the next one, which, you know, as you're celebrating your wins and and shifting your focus, just FYI on that, that's how every coaching session starts where the clients that I'm working with, they tell me what the wins are. Because when we start that way, otherwise those get lost. And we 
can't let those get lost. They're too important. And it's too easy for us to disregard because again, our brains are looking for the things that are the things we can work on, the the negative things or wherever. So we got to combat it. So then I'm going to raise the priority list on that and put it closer toward the top so that that's top of mind as you enter into any conversations. And I learned that from clients. Like that became sticky when I watched that in play. So that was a reinforcer for me too. So again, your wins are in there. There's more than you think. That's the spoiler alert on that. And to have you be aware of them is awesome. We do it too. That's one of those things that we keep doing because it reinforces. It's not just you do it. It's like, no, 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 we're doing it too. Yes. So that does segue into the third one and that's uh, enjoying solitude. Now, it's not saying just go be with yourself. It's not saying go be miserable and feel lonely which are things that can be associated with being by yourself. But enjoying solitude is one way to improve your relationship with yourself. And for some of us, we're in situations where we are surrounded by people all the time, whether it's littles, whether it's a job situation where you're always with groups of people, that there is just a lot of togetherness, which is awesome. But again, on a continuum of things, we may need to have more time in solitude a, just to regroup and ground. I know I identify as an introvert. I need this alone time, but I also enjoy my own company because I spend time there. And Claire, you bring about a great point. Doing a short guided meditation it provides a reason to be by yourself, just to go inward for a little bit for a few moments, super revitalizing, provides some, some um, insights, but also just lets you sit with yourself which seems kind of goofy. I think it was like, really, you can't sit with yourself. Oh, we work with people all the time that are like, they get agitated. They're not really sure why we live in a land of distractions, especially with our phones. So there's an assault on this enjoying solitude. So how do you go enjoy solitude outside of listening to a guided meditation, which is one really great way to do it. Um, Another example could be traveling on your own. Hey, maybe it's even just going to target by yourself. I'm not even kidding. Start where you are. Do what you can. It's just I need a few minutes by myself, which isn't taken up with scrolling on my phone, um, maybe even listening to tons of music. Just be quiet with yourself for a little bit. So traveling can mean going to Target or it could mean going to Bali. When I flew to Bali by myself, that was really intense, but it was a journey and it was really fun and totally worth it. So travel by yourself. What about eating by yourself in like an outdoor cafe or just grabbing a sandwich? Like usually we're doing things on the run. Just take a seat, enjoy, like maybe it's 20 minutes, but take this time again where it's not so much being on your phone, distracting yourself. Just notice all the things that are around you. If you're in a geographic area where it's nice outside and you'd be like, okay, I'm going to sit outside and just notice what's happening. Maybe you enjoy a good book. Maybe you read a little bit, but you're just being quiet and not providing a lot of distraction for your brain. And who knows where your thinking will take you. But we can't think our great thoughts and get to know ourselves unless we provide a little oxygen and a safe space for it. Okay, a couple more. Um, How about taking on a hobby or an activity that's just you? Like Claire, when you were talking about crocheting, like nobody else is crocheting, that's you. You crocheting and you have this meditative, this, you know, moving meditation with your hands. So there's a rhythm to life, whether it's breathing or moving in a certain way or just wherever it is, you sync up with that piece of something um, 
larger, not so much outside of us, but at least connecting us to the greater good or the greater whole. So doing an activity or something where it's just you and not dependent on someone else can provide you that space and time. And then finally, hey, just even spending some time alone. And you may start with five minutes as your life stage changes that I have found that to be the great news is that you can find pockets of solitude that are longer. And, and I wonder if you start cultivating it in like Claire, like your guys's ages, like in the thirties, twenties, thirties, that you'll be better at it by the time you hit forties, fifties, and sixties. This is a muscle you're going to flex. This is time that you're going to put in just a bit in order to get better at it. Um, and it just takes time in the space time and the space to enjoy your solitude. You will learn some things about yourself. And as long as you put yourself in that position to have this a bit of alone time, you will gain some insights. Promise. Can't help but not. I was trying not to laugh. I I totally love what you said, but you taking that amazing trip to Bali. I remember hearing about it and the awesome pictures and like the special prayer fountains and all that. And then you're like, Or you're going to Target. And I'm like, that's me. (laughs) If I can go to Target by myself, if I'm like, you know, tell my husband, like, you're saying, you know, I'm going to Target for an hour. Like, it is. It's it's nice to have that time alone. I can listen to the music I want to listen to or no music. Mm -hmm. And that's to your other point is sometimes just having that time and stillness. And we actually had a whole episode talking about meditation, uh, season one, episode three, and the many, many benefits of it. But we are, we're sensory people, right? So we're always going to be taking in what's happening through our, our, our multiple senses. But when we're sitting in stillness, we, that's really a great opportunity to be able to look within. And, and again, what's the end goal? We want to get to know ourselves better because then we can make these decisions about who we want to be moving forward. And so I think that definitely spending time with yourself in meditation, and it doesn't have to be forever. And if it's something that makes you uncomfortable, you just build up, right? Start with one minute. Um, It's definitely something that's doable. So enjoying solitude, a really important tip, getting to know yourself again, so you can trust your own self, you can get that approval from within. And then finally, our last tip here is to practice positive affirmations. So that's when you're saying something positive to yourself about yourself. And maybe you've practiced these before. Um, The thing with positive affirmations is, is the more we repeat them, the easier they are to recall. So it's one of these things where you're not going to do it once and then expect to reap all the benefits. This is something that you can do right when you wake up or right when you go to bed or right when you think about it and are like, oh yeah, I was going to do those. Uh, But it's about that boring word, if you will, consistency, where we're really going to reap the benefits of this. So what we want to do for a positive affirmation is you're going to pick something and you're going to want to say it out loud. You're going to want to say it out loud. You're going to want to use the present tense and you're going to want to choose statements that are meaningful to you. And so right now we're just going to practice a few of them. So uh, if you're able, you're going to maybe, you know, sit up tall and relax your shoulders down and maybe relax your jaw a little bit and soften your face and take a deep breath in here through your nose and then open your mouth, exhale it all out. And then you're going to repeat after me. And again, it's useful if you can do this out loud. I am capable. I am worthy. 
I have value. I am capable of making good decisions. I trust myself and my choices. I have many successes. I am worthy. I have value. Let's take one more breath in together. Fill up through your nose. Inhale. And then open your mouth. Release it out. So these are simple statements again. And I have a question. Did any of these resonate with you if you're listening? Like maybe one or two, you're like, yes, that one. I want to stick with that one. So what can you do? Action item. Pick whichever one that you're like, yeah, I'm digging this one. And stick it on a post-it note. And stick it on your fridge or your bathroom mirror as a reminder to yourself. Because again, this is when the tips and tricks that we give, and sometimes it might be something that takes several minutes or it's an activity we're saying to do. I mean, this is, you know, seconds that it can take. Yeah. But again, the importance of it is that with repetition, it becomes more automatic. And when we start to build up our positive feelings about ourselves, then we're going to trust ourselves and we're going to know that internally we can get this approval ourselves instead of looking outward. So we've got these four tips, this cultivating awareness, celebrating your success, enjoying solitude, and practicing these positive affirmations. Now, we're going to end with this. In this next week, as you reflect on this issue, here are some common approval-seeking behaviors. And I want you to ask yourself, like, try to notice if these show up in your life. Because again, approval is the first step. And once you have that, you can move on to the other tips. So do you find it hard to make decisions? And we talked earlier about those big decisions, but maybe even small decisions. Do your feelings depend on whether someone's going to approve of it or not? Like, oh, I can't wear this because I can't say this because so-and-so will think. Do you seek excessive reassurance? Like, you're not going to feel good until someone tells you, oh, no, no, you're doing a great job. Yes, you're doing great. Do you feel unconfident in your decisions? Kind of wishy-washy, you know, you're just, okay, I did this, but you don't really trust your choices. Maybe you reject opportunities and experiences because you worry if other people will approve. So you're you're not going out and doing what you want to do because you're worried about what others will think. Do you feel ashamed if someone questions you, whether it's at work, some action that you had, a decision that you made? Maybe you can't say no and you you feel overworked because you don't want to let someone down and you need to, you feel that urge to just say yes to everything. And we'll actually talk more about that next week too, in terms of the people pleasing. Do you feel really anxious when you're outside of your comfort zone? And That's not necessarily a bad thing in and of itself, but that's also where we're going to grow. And, you know, spoiler alert, but the more time we spend outside of our comfort zone, the more internal growth we're going to experience. And so you've got your marching orders. You're going to see if any of these behaviors are showing up in your life for the next week. And then you're going to try our other three tips for combating that approval seeking behavior. And we'll talk more next week. Till next week, Rebels.